0: Tonight, a male is wanted for lewd behavior in Vaughan. Three people are arrested following a gun incident in Keswick. And former Brampton councillor Frank Andrews has passed away aged 80. Sonny Pearson, 8. Newmarket, 7. This update is brought to you by Frank one four eight dot 148.ca. Frank investigates conspiracies at 148.ca slash Frank. I'm Philip Pong from the SRN National Newsroom. Now here's Mike and Rod and Ray with North American Harness Update, and they have their own room on SRN1.
1: The starter has called the field to the gate. This field is in motion and approaching the start. And they're off. It's a battle into the first turn for control. The battle continues by the half and approaching the far turn. Stride for stride past the three-quarter pole and approaching the top of the stretch. And as they hit the top of the stretch, it's mission brief. Foiled again! Muscle Hill, Captain Treacherous, and Vegas Vacation! Lucky Jim, a rock and roll dance. Be a magician. Sebastian K. approaches the line. Guccio is coming late. And as they hit the wire, it's too close
0: to call. Now here's North American Harness Update on a one.
1: Mankind is known to have many crowning achievements to its existence, the wheel, fire, the invention of the anvil, not all are equal, however, all are products of ingenuity, now what does this mean you might ask, well, if I was, and if I was genius, I'd probably be able to figure that one out, but As ingenious as I am, I I still really can't figure it out, so instead I'm here, uh, I being Ray Catolo. at least that's the person I am so far, joined by my co-hosts to bring you another edition of North American Harness Update, uh, the only harness racing show with uh, two feet on the ground and six feet way up in the air. Uh, Mike, Rod, how are you boys doing tonight? Doing well. We got doing well, and we got nothing from Rod. Fantastic! I'll take that as a doing well. It's so, nice we Rod, are you there? Tonight on the show, we got we got late we got a late pick four from London to talk about, like we do every week, and we also have the late pick four from the Middlelands to talk about for Saturday. But oh man, it's already it's already time for stakes. That's right. Trump steak. We're not selling Trump steaks. We're we're gonna instead We're going to instead sell racing steaks. Prime cut T-bone A-class level uh, medium rare, well-done steaks. At Yonkers Raceway tomorrow evening. Tomorrow evening being Saturday, March 17th. The opening preliminary of the George Morton Levy series as well. As tonight's technically the... Oh, I cracked my neck. That that felt weird. I may have to see a doctor later. The Blue Chip Matchmaker also started tonight. But we will have no coverage of that because it started tonight. And it's really... It, it's out of our control at this point. So we're going to handle stuff that's in our control like the London Pick Four, which is coming up shortly. Race six just went official as we open up the magical little television box, and right now they replaced the late Pick Four with a wheel. Okay, um, this this is this is strange. So, like, do we bet on the box? I'm confused. Currently, there's a- Adrian is. Okay, so he's putting a slip in a box, and then and then there's Greg Gangle. This is not the late pick four. I'm concerned, guys. Guys, 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 guys. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just I'm I'm taking the echo for as much as it's worth, and it's really worth nothing, especially considering. How much the technology that costs to make it So uh, starting with race number 7 That didn't make any sense Race number 7 Is a 7,000 and mare claiming race I think I'm pretty sure that's what it is It's a field of 8 going postward right? Oh wow this is already a race I'm kind of Interested in just because who is currently The favorite right now uh, yep, $7,000 and mare claiming pace 8 lining up Rod starting with you You're the deepest of all of us You're taking 5 of them
2: yeah, I'm going five deep. Uh, I thought this race was pretty wide open. Uh, I'll start with the one. Uh, I think he's going to get away close. Probably. Can you hear me? Yes, Rod. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah uh, he should get away close. Probably look to sit the two hole. Uh, and with the rail, looks pretty obvious to, to have on the ticket. Uh, then the three, uh, I like a little bit here. Uh, decent price play. I think the key there is uh, this horse not being first over, and I think uh, definitely has a shot. Go outside to the six, uh, probably going to need need a little bit of a trip, but uh, is capable and needs to be close turning for home. The seven bad post but uh this horse i mean it's okay but uh the post really is the only concern for me then the eight uh this horse looks obvious uh as my top pick in the race uh as one at western fair and uh this is a similar similar group that uh this horse beat a few starts back so i'm gonna throw that one on one three six seven eight
1: mike are you also gonna throw that one on
3: um, four deep. Uh, I like the three also. Eel Avenger. This this horse has been close recently. Uh, you know, should get another close-up trip, and it can get off the rail. I think has a chance late. Uh, the four. Saint Labs Pixie. Uh, this horse also, I think, you know, has had bad posts. Um, should be involved with a better post. I think it's going to be long, but, uh, you know, occasionally trips out to win. I'm going to use that one. Uh, the sevens in Fandar, I thought was very good last time. Did get a perfect trip, though, and that's going to be harder to do from the uh, seven hole. But I, I expect the Shepard blast off here, and this horse was back from 25, two back, to four and a half to one last time, and, you know, like I said, one easy. I'll try that one again, and then the eight just blitzed. This horse drops, comes back in from Woodbine. This is Corey Johnson, likely favorite, I would think, especially with Harris being aggressive. This one's going to be hard to beat, but the second tier you know, could make this horse run into a few things. Three, four, seven, eight.
1: Now, I'm too deep in this opening like starting off with a three. I'm a big fan of the foreign flair this horse has. This horse, of course, being El Avenger, uh, which is Spanish, believe it or not. ...for the Avenger. Now, really why I also like her is just because this is a race that doesn't have a lot of pace... ...and she is usually positioned somewhat close... And also possesses enough of a late kick to maybe get by horses if she ends up in a stocking spot, because again, this is a very, this is a race that lacks a lot of pace, and that's also why I'm a big fan of the seven Fandart, who also has a ton of foreign flair, because Fandart, believe it or not, is Spanish for the streets. And she also has a lot of speed too, she's able to blast off the gate if she has to, and her Best races seem to come when she's positioned up close. Uh, The one race in particular, though, that kind of worries me is back on January 31st from the same post. Went straight to the back. That can't happen tonight. Uh, So, Robbie Shepard, if you're listening to the show right now, you got to gun it and go. If you don't gun it and go, then you got no shot. That's a wrap, folks. 3-7. First leg. Second leg. What up? 8,500 claim and trot. Got horses lining up. You got one, two, seven, eight. Starting with you, Rod. Who are your th- three? Uh,
2: Go to Mike real quick. Okay. I'm having technical difficulties
1: here. Rod's got technical difficulties. Mike, you don't. Who are your four? Four deep, uh, the one trader,
3: Hanover. moves inside? Terrible post recently. It has been... Close up. Uh, just needs to finish a little better. Uh, the five Apes all uh, raced decently last time. You know, ended up with a two-hole trip. Finished well. Really kind of lacked room there. I would think uh, gets room tonight should be better. The the six Ecos Fifi uh, closed last time was thirty to one. Um, you know again should be a big price. It, it's it's one of those races. I, I think anything can get there. And then the seven go get Bruce third time back. Run two back last time uh, from the seven hole, not very good, but uh, it's gonna be bad again. Has Carroll one five six seven,
1: Rod. Welcome back to the program. Now, as I understand it, you got three numbers in this second leg. What are those three and why? I can't tell
2: you my three because I still have technical difficulties here.
1: Okay, Rod, we'll come back to you. I'm not
2: very happy about this right now.
1: We'll come back to you in a moment. Meanwhile, as for me, uh, the preppy little show elf that I am almost blew out a lamp there. (laughs) Let me tell you, that wouldn't have been very bright of me. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I wish I had a drummer. I'm too deep in this second leg, uh, starting with... As I scroll up the past performances, that's right, the two, Ty's Little Dream. First off, I really hated this race, so I agree with you, Mike, that this is one of those races. However, I couldn't really find anything that justified me going incredibly deep. So I just, I looked for any semblance of form that I could. And Ty's Little Dream is the first one that someone showed it. Dropping in class, this horse is a notorious hanger, though, so I'm hoping that the drop in class is all that she needs. Otherwise, she's also usually fairly close up to the pace. And the tempo setter in this race, the one Schrader Hanover, most likely, not very strong on the lead. So, if anything, she could just be in the right place at the right time and possibly at a decent price. The other horse I really like here is the five Abe Earl, who her last and his last two races stand out. Two starts back, uh, was third to Spicy Victor and Burst Hanover, then lost to Burst Hanover last down. And if you look through the rest of these horses' lines, Burst Hanover was beating them, or Spicy Victor was beating them. So Abe Earl it was logically the next one in line in terms of form. And while this guy never really gets bet, that might actually play in our favor because, sure, he might be a bit... Uh, devalued this time around just because of the lackluster field he's in against, but he's not going to go down to be like the 4-1 to one favorite, if that makes any sense. He also has speed. He can beat up towards the front. He's been just chasing better horses. So with that, I'm 2-5. You ready, Rod? You good to go? Yep. Choo-choo goes the choot train. The Rod train. You're three deep.
2: Three deep. Uh, starting with the run. Uh, Schrader Hanover should be on the lead here. If not, the two-hole, uh, this looks like a, a pretty good spot for this horse. Uh, hasn't been finishing, but uh, I'm still going to use specifically because he's got the rail. Uh, the two, ties little dream, I'm going to throw on. Uh, this horse drops out of the condition claimers. Uh, is 0 for 41, but uh, I do think this horse should improve on the drop. And this is really the cheapest this horse has been in the uh, last few weeks and against uh, Future King and Striking Volo, who have been dominating those that class there. And then the eight, the high road, another one dropping out of the same type of races. Uh, this one, she'll get away close following the royal horse there. Uh, has been racing okay, N- nothing spectacular, doesn't finish well, but she'll get a covered up a trip here and... Stay close
1: to route one, two, eight. Now I'm
3: We're gonna... gonna have to hurry up here, boys. Just saying.
1: Yeah, right. I was. I was just about to note if for those of you who are going to play along with us, the graphics are already up. For our tickets on Twitter at N.A. Harness Update and on Facebook, North American Harness Update, just because the races are running a little faster than we were expecting. So they just paraded now. And for sake of being on the air, too, I'm just going to say what I have in the next two legs and then we could dissect them more or talk more about this race. So the third leg of the sequence, I'm three, four, five, seven. Then in the last leg, I'm one, three, five. So my ticket's going to be three, seven with two, five with three, four, five, seven with one, three, five. That's nine dollars. And 60 cents. Mike, what's yours?
3: Uh, the next two legs I'm three, four, six, and eight, and then three, five, and nine to finish. Uh, my ticket was three four seven eight with one five six seven with three four six eight with three five nine. It's thirty-eight forty for twenty cents.
1: And Rod, your ticket. One three six seven eight
3: with one two eight
2: with three four with one two three five six eight nine.
1: And that's $42 for 20 cents. Now, with these last two legs, just because we have a little bit of time, um, and I feel like, Rod, this is probably a question to ask you, mostly regarding that last leg, because it seems like the leg you see is the most profitable, potentially, with how deep you go. Just just give us, give me your thoughts, because you had two minutes until this race goes. How, why so deep in the last leg?
2: I just think that the entire race is wide open. Uh, there's well, several different scenarios I could see playing out here where they go really fast or They go really slow because everybody thinks that everybody else is going to be leaving. Um, the only two horses that I didn't use, uh, you know, they just didn't, uh, to me, they, they don't fit in with the rest of them. Uh, they're just a little bit slower, I think. But, uh, as far as everybody else goes, there's a lot of different scenarios that I thought could happen in this race. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be any of the favorites in here. Like a lot of uh, people think it, it it probably will be with the horses. You know, there's four horses in here that have been first, second, or third the last four or five starts. So uh, a lot of different uh, opinions to look at here.
1: Now this is a really strange race that's coming up too to kick off this sequence. Just because Nadia can go is currently the favorite At nine to five, and I feel like this could actually alter how this race sets up because I did not like the eight because he was trailing or she was trailing behind the one. But with the one being the favorite now, we might actually see a little bit of speed from her just because a lot of drivers do like to launch when they're taking play because they assume, and Rod, you can back this too, they assume that they have a live horse in that case.
2: Yeah, I mean, sometimes uh when when you know your horse is getting better you have a live horse you know the horse is live you want to especially on a half you want to fire out of there and make sure your horse
3: is close turning for
1: home. My one thing with this horse in particular, though, Nadia can go, is just week in, week out. She's always chasing it, and she's also a, a real notorious hanger, at least on this circuit. But we'll see if the rail helps her at all. She is the 2-1 to second choice now. Just Blitz goes down to the 8-5 to favorite. Third choice at 5-1 is the 3-EL Avenger. They're lining up. For the first leg of this pick four from the raceway at Western Fair District, we got eight of them going, seven in line, one in behind, in the words of the great Rick Uppel, wherever he is now, maybe listening to the show. Who knows? They're turning into the stretch. For the kickoff, leg in motion, approaching the start, off and pacing. EL Avenger from the inside leaves with Nadia Can-Go, just blitzed up close to Selma's Wish. Getting away fourth around the turn, St. Lad's Pixie fifth, and it's She's a Star Reporter. Lily's Penelope and Zin Fan Dart. Checks in the back, heading to the opening quarter, into the back stretch. Nadia can go, claimed the lead, parked out EL Avenger, who tucked into the pocket. Just blitzed, inherited the third spot as Selma's wish dropped back to fourth, about four lengths off the lead. St. Lad's Pixies in fifth, 28-3 the opening panel, gap of two and a half. She's a star reporter in front of Lily's Penelope. Zinfender, in the back of the pack around the turnout of third, just blitzed making her move for the top after Nadia can go past the 3 8s pull into the stretch first time. EL Avenger in the pocket watching. Now pulling for Day right after just blitzed who takes over from Nadia can go. Gap then moving into the turn. St. Lad's Pixie wide of Selma's wish. 58-1 the halftime. 30-3 that second quarter. Moving to the back stretch 29-3 just blitzed. In front by two outside EL Avengers gaining ground. Locked in. Nadia can go. Outside St. Lad's Pixie. Fourth. Outside of Selma's Wish with four and a half lengths to make up. Approaching three quarters. Just blitzed. Passes that station. 127 and 2. 29 and 1 around that final turn. And with separation, just blitzed. Leads by two and a half, three 3 now. EL Avengers not gaining ground. Neither is Nadia Can Go to the inside though she takes second turning for home the rest fan wide behind her it's just blitzed clear of them into the 16th pole a wall behind Nadia can go as the battle's on for second but favorites prevail just blitzed romps here very tight for second maybe EL Avenger there it was a lot of them on the line photo sign is up Well, seven to five. I was totally wrong about that one. <laughs> well,
3: I don't know. I, I, I mean, that horse was a bit all or nothing,
1: Ray, don't you think? You're talking about the eight?
3: Yeah, because, I mean, that the Woodbine line isn't horrible. It was eight to one against El Ronda.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, it's Johnson. The horse had raced well here in the past. Uh, hard not to use that one, especially with, with Harris, I think. Eight. I, mean, I didn't think he was universally good, but I think it's hard to not use that one.
1: Eight three that mile, that one mile, four.
3: That one mile that this horse ran for back at,
1: didn't at run. A
3: mile on the sixteenth was really good. Uh, and there's a lot of bad horses, mean, horses in the race. I mean, there's just yeah,
2: yeah. bad horses, that, But that impressive. race in particular was pretty impressive. So. Just because he went one twenty nine in the snow, and they were given two seconds that night. So that those were, I mean, pretty stiff fractions on the front end.
1: Again, um, there was a reason also why I brought up that uh, caveat with Nadia Kango getting bet early on was I handicapped that race thinking she wasn't going to leave. But then again, there was not a lot of speed, so inevitably that race was going to set up for the eight, and I neglected that. What
3: about Harris, though, is he makes early moves every, every night, every race. I mean, he's not sitting with anything. He's, he goes. It doesn't matter if he's second tier, gets away bad, he's moving.
1: I, I mean, pff, there there are also times he doesn't. Okay. Like 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 I said, I just I I didn't handicap okay. that race. The well.
3: majority of the time, that's what he does. If you watch any of the races, there.
1: Rod. That... Rod. Rod's gone. Okay. To ask Rod. <laughs> My my point is. No, I agree. Uh, uh, we can't oh, hear okay. you, Rod. Sorry, I had the I had the mute button on on accident. He was agreeing in silence. Uh, yeah, but like I, you know, I don't look at those things. I don't. I don't really consider I know, them.
3: No, that's half your problem. You don't. You don't pay no, attention no, to it's... stuff that's actually going on. You you want to look at the book and think that's what universally is. Well, Meanwhile, watch Rod's watching fifty races a week at the place, and he knows what's going on.
1: Well, I mean, you're doing that just to get a seven to five shot. <laughs> how, how? Like that? That's <laughs> the other thing.
3: Let me tell you something. You you have to be able to pick the winners of the race. Just because it's seven to five, well, the way the race sets up and the way the guys makes moves matters. That's you know that matters. Whether a guy's going to sit or gun or do something that makes a difference when you're playing. If you don't know those things, you're you're behind.
1: But that that's not that's not at all the point I'm making though. That's not at all.
3: What are you making?
1: The point that I'm saying is that in terms of how that how the pace of that race set up, whether Harris always moves at the quarter or not, I thought the eight was going to be towards the middle of the pack because the one was not going to leave. The one never shows speed, and so because of that, and judging from the eight's lines in the past, she doesn't really do as well from off the pace. That's the race I envisioned seeing, and that's the race I that think, didn't happen. I
3: understand you thinking that, but what I'm saying is is whether he got away well or not with the one, he was always gonna move the eight no matter where it was. I think. I, I don't my, that might not have worked out for
1: him, but he was always gonna go. But here here's the thing. Like that piece of information to me doesn't necessarily matter. That that to me that in that complicates the race for me. Like to, to almost like to try and place that much control into what you think is going to happen, I know it's almost ironic considering how I how I thought of the pace of that race setting up. But you thought it was going to happen one way, but I thought it was going to happen different. But your way is better than my way. No, because I'm about it? that I'm not saying it's better. In fact, I'm saying that I was wrong. But at the same time, you're saying that I that even though, in my, even though I made an honest mistake, it was still wrong because I I've I neglected one thing that you take into consideration to get a 7-to-5 shot. Just because Chuck wins doesn't mean that that's a bad thing all the time. I, I understand that, but I, my point too is that 7-to-5 on that horse was not the right price for me. You can handicap. Well, you, like you can you can miss handicap races. Morning lines are a whole other discussion. I understand that, but you knew the horse was going to be bet. I mean, the horse was never going to be a price in the race. No, I I knew that, but again, that doesn't necessarily mean the horse is good. No, I agree with that. Yeah, and th- that that's that's but, the but hmm. the 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 one
2: thing you're you're not really taking into consideration is that. Sometimes you actually have to realize that a horse is decent just off of that one funded line that that horse showed.
1: No, and again, like, I, I said, too, that if the eights placed up close, it's probably going to play in her favor. I just didn't think that that was going to happen. I tried to bet against that happening, and I was just wrong. Well,
3: believe me, I'm wrong a lot, too. But, I don't know. I... I... I do form opinions about humans, and, and, you know, trainers and you know, and drivers, jockeys, everything. You form biases, I think, and you form opinions about guys, and they're not universally correct necessarily, but the, the trend and the way that they do things typically comes out in most races and in, in most scenarios. They're going to do what they're comfortable with, just the same as you are.
1: But at the same time, they're but, also only as good as the horse they're in behind.
3: Jay, Jay Harris was behind a good that, horse. They're more likely to do certain things based on their tendencies. And if you know what they are, then, you know, you're, I think you
1: have an advantage. I mean, to, it's not really much of an advantage if everyone else knew that, though. How do you know what everyone else knows? The you horse was the favorite. It? The horse was 7 to 5. Then Yes, it does. If the horse is the favorite, that means that the majority of the money's on her. That
3: doesn't mean that they know what... I know as far as what I think the driver's going to do. And that doesn't matter in the end when they're cashing the tickets. Different the horse was a favorite because he came from Woodbine and he raced well while there in the past.
1: It didn't matter who was sitting on him necessarily. Yeah. Again, the dry, most of the time the drivers are as good as the horse they're sitting behind. 12 minutes to the 8th. At Western Fair, and here's a, here's a good example of bad morning line. Two to one morning line, ninety nine to one currently.
3: <laughs> I don't think
1: that's going to last. Oh, uh, well, you got to take a look at the pool as well. Wait, let's take a look at the pool. The pool currently has <laughs> ninety nine dollars. <laughs> uh, yes, we got hundred dollars in the wind pool <laughs> with eleven minutes to go. Better run, make an opinion about those odds. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean I'm laughing about it too Because I know what I said is stupid <laughs> Like Okay I'm not I'm not what out What are we doing now We need to move on from this well, I mean we can start talking about Meadowlands if we want Because chan- chances are None of you guys feel like digressing at all tonight
3: Yeah
2: I said we wait uh, About 10 minutes to do Meadowlands
1: I'm fine with that I'm cool with that. Talk about the last two at London. Yeah, we might as well. Just because we missed. Well, I mean, I can, I can still. I got opinions. Stop stuttering, you tool. Are you.
2: I'm leaving it up to you guys, basically, to discuss uh, the last couple of runs. And Since we didn't get to do that anyways, but you guys can discuss it a little bit. I gave you my opinion of the last race, and it was that I thought it was wide open. Almost anybody could win that race other than the couple horses I didn't
1: use. What Rod is hinting at currently is he is in the middle of a Craigslist exchange that may not go in his favor. So, Rod, if we don't hear anything else from you, Godspeed, my brother.
3: Are you done? Are you done, Rod? I'm not
2: done.
1: Okay. On, uh, that, that's what we I'm hope. Just,
2: I, I just need a few minutes to make sure I get all this other stuff back. I'm trying to get work. Uh, get technical difficulties settled And uh, all this stuff
1: Yeah that I mean Craigslist is a, is a real rough site You never know if it's going to be good or bad And I know Because I've had my fair share of exchanges On the list I also have to say that was a very You know My internet
2: worked perfectly fine Up until about 845 and then all of a sudden Everything started shutting off And I don't know what happened or how it happened, but everything shut off, uh, including our our video, uh, my Western Fair feed. Uh, I couldn't even load the Nahu Picks website. It was the whole thing shut down, and it's. I don't think it was just uh, isolated. I don't think it was isolated where I was at.
1: Now I have I, think it's, uh, I have three theories. I have three theories regarding that. Number one, uh, the Russian government is. Terrified of the success we've had on the internet, so they're trying to shut us down. Always got to involve the Russian government because you know they're powerful. Right. Uh, number two, a uh, drunk driver fest was in town and at and then at that specific time uh, they all hopped in their cars for the ceremonial uh, drive into the telephone pole race. Uh, who, which, I mean, it, let's be honest, it's a fun thing to watch every year. And number three, um, I also heard in the news that Time Warner Cable likes to, at specifically 8.45 p.m., shut down the Internet of a specific area of the town just to see what kind of chaos would occur.
2: Those are well, my honestly, three theories. that would not surprise
3: me. Me neither. <laughs> I'm, I'm against
1: suspicious. that once again. Well, I mean, I'm also conspiring against the world because these are all theories that are not true. (laughs) However, they would make great screenplays, which is the premise of this next segment. We're going to write a screenplay on this show in between races. (laughs) All right, so... uh, mm. Now, what makes for for a great story is something compelling, something strong, something... mm. Exactly, something beyond words. I, I but about
2: the pu- skunk, the skunk that that just
3: sprayed somewhere near where I'm at.
1: You know, that's that's my favorite Aesop fable. Like next think, to the next know, to man, the ugly duckling.
3: I, I think that like like God is trying to tell you something currently. Now you got skunk skunking you. Yeah, he's telling me get the hell out of here.
1: And now. Oh, so oh, this is this is a great idea for a promotion. Where does Rod go? Tweet in at NA Harness Update and wherever you tweet Rod has to go there. <laughs> so if you say Toronto, Rod, you got to drive all the way to Toronto. I'm sorry. That's just I will eventually. No, not eventually. It's as soon as it comes in, you got to do it. If they say you're going to Croatia, you better find a cheap flight uh maybe one that does not have cardboard uh, just because I-, I know how sketchy eastern european flights can be i've seen all the cartoons i've se- i've seen all the all the things that aren't true but we think are true because it makes it funnier i've seen all of them i've seen things i've been places i've been from this point i walk all the way to this other point in my basement boom places that i've been uh- uh, can
3: you talk about the ninth race for
1: me? What I is so great you know, about I, this I ninth know. race? I was trying to
3: let
1: him go, but I'm, I'm about done with it, really. Uh, he, yeah, my, 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 the, I forgot to also plug uh, the fact that I was told Frank Atolo was supposed to be on the show tonight. Oh, really? Uh, yes. So, at any point, we, we should be seeing him. Uh, Will he be eating per usual? My dad's not fat. Why do you have to? Why do you have to make fun of him no, like he's that? He's eating whenever he comes on
3: the show. He's usually
1: like munching on something. You never. Yeah, he's eating chips or eating oranges
2: or uh, banana peels. I don't know what he eats.
1: Look, I don't. Lesson, I, I don't race, come Western Fair tonight, nine thirty. I I don't. I don't come on to your radio shows and call your parents overweight. I. That's just. I wouldn't do that. I don't. I don't come on to your basement based Friday night horse racing talk shows and uh, say say about your father that they're a little bit huskier than usual because of all the calories they consume why would I do that why would I do that race 9 at London <laughs> <laughs> ah, the ninth race at London which I'm surprised. Like I, I was totally setting that up for you guys, and Rod took it. Uh, the ninth race at London, I forget what it is. I think it's another seven thousand filly and mare claimer. Yeah,
3: seven claimer.
1: Ah, uh, I see. Co- comedic timing is only your thing, Mike, on the weekdays. <clears throat> but uh, this race, you and I mostly agreed, except on everything but the three and the four. No, you don't like them? Uh, No, I have them, but you have two bombs that I did not like at all. No seven, no eight? Oh, wait. Wait, am I looking at the right race? I have the five and the seven. You have the six and the eight.
3: Okay, we're looking at the ninth.
1: Okay, you're right. Six. And yes. Eight. Excuse me. Yeah. See, um, Ray knows what he's doing. Ray with, you, Ray, with the overweight father, knows what he's doing. I think the eight has a big <laughs> chance because of the second tier. The horses raced well
3: from inside post before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, seven wins last year. has six checks in 11 races this year. It's a little bit cheap, but, uh, you know, this horse has an interesting – and had no chance last time, too, from where he got away. It was 12 to 1. Lady Richmond dominated that race. Moon Lake's better than these. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So I I like the post switch. The sixth, I think, is maybe the only closer in the race. Okay. I like that twenty-nine and two last time, and that's really the only reason I used the horse was that that final quarter is by far the best on the page, and that's at Flamborough in this one, especially the number
1: at Flamborough. Though Flamborough is usually faster.
3: That's all right. I mean, I'm still the horse was still capable of, of producing that, so I'm good with that. I feel like There's a, a lot, lot of slumber lines on the page. I don't see many 29 and ones anywhere.
1: Well, I see a 29 and three, but this horse finished ninth. Like, if you want to get that semantical about it, what does a 29 mean?
3: I don't care. That's what I want. I I look <laughs> at the race. You asked what I thought, what I thought, <laughs> I just told
1: you. It's it's fine. I mean, you do the you can do the same thing to me, and you do do the same thing to me. I do. Yes. But I'm not retarded. Whoa! Yeah,
0: Is that just because,
1: yeah, man? You just want to be arbitrary with the crap you come up with. Look, as the child of an apparently overweight father, I'm slightly offended. What? <laughs> uh, I mean, I see what I see what you're saying. Uh, my. And I understand. I I can I can understand why you like the eight in that sense. I just dislike the fact that this horse is always close and not getting there. But he's get he's close. She's close. So you're not wrong. I'm. I feel like she might take a little bit more play though with that post switch. And that's not necessarily gonna be a price that I want. I don't
3: know. though. The three and the four are gonna be bet pretty hard in here, don't you think?
1: Oh yeah, that's the true.
3: It's of money.
1: The who? The one. Oh the the one is awful in that race.
3: No, I don't like, but I'm saying we'll yeah. take
1: money. From yeah, the yeah. Uh,
3: uh, I mean, the horse is been four to one of us the last
1: four races. However, the one horse that's also very interesting that you didn't have is the five Bye Bye Daddy, who last time she raced at London, uh, last two times she raced at London, actually, she won. At this level. And shipped over to Flamborough, had had some trouble, but now ships back to the track that she's raced well at. Beat horses like Ava's Best Girl, Rousey Rhonda. Who we both know, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, Emma Ivy lost to Emma Ivy. She's a pretty decent one over a flammy Bambi. I mean, so let's, go,
3: let's go to the last race. You like anything else in this
1: one? Uh, I was 3, 4, 5, 7 in that third leg, with the 5 and the 7 being my price horses. I That 7 seems like another closer, too, so I don't think the 6 is the only closer in that race. 7 will probably yeah. at least be somewhat forwardly placed. But then the last, the 10th, I was basically trying to figure out who could beat Holly's Justice here, because she just reads like a vulnerable favorite. But at the same time, I also use, I was too deep. You're also too deep, but you're more centered on the outside. Well, inside technically, because the nine. No, I'm three
3: deep, three, five, nine. Yeah. Uh, the three, I, I, I wanted horses out of this Holly's Justice race as compared to some of these other ones. And I thought, you know, tax savings was getting Kelly. That was one reason to use there. You know, the, the post switch gets a little bit better post with than the five, so should get another setup. Probably another pocket ride could be better served with that. And then the nine, B J Savannah. This this horse kind of freaked last time at 15. Even though the trip looks good, uh, this horse whenever they asked, this horse just drew away. Uh, I like horses that these tall horses are doing very well. again draws towards the inside um, probably needs to make an earlier move but is gonna be a price. I'm against some of these others I don't like the six I don't like the eight coming out of that race. Uh, mm-hmm. I want the horses out of that, that hollys justice race so three five and nine.
1: Yeah, with, with the 6 and the 8 too, they also seem entirely one-dimensional, particularly the 8, and being from the second tier and being also a horse that likes to be up towards the front or on the front, uh, not necessarily a good sign. With the 9 though, that's a big step up in class, and from what I recall, that, did, that wasn't really the strongest race she was in against.
3: I just like to wake up. That's what I like. If a horse wakes up like that, wake up, step up, I'm okay with that. The horse was good last time. Was um, that much of a wake-up?
2: I don't mind that horse. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of what the horse's price is going to be, but I think the horse is good enough. It just needs a trip, I think. that That's the key for this horse.
1: I don't know if that's much of a wake-up, though. It's a good race off a layoff, but she had two decent races before that scratch that really kind of showed that she was leading up towards a race like that.
3: Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, I think it's hard to gauge off a layoff. Mm-hmm. And that was the horse's best race in a long time. Uh, you know, I realize the time is an interesting, you know, dynamic. But I feel like that that was a good race from that horse, and I think the horse mm-hmm. can step in and win. I
1: I particularly didn't like the price, and this horse will also the horse could get into the mix based on whether or not AJ Ricochet stays flat. That's really what matters here. Um, unless she trails Jack saving. There's a lot of options that the driver has because there's so much track that she could go across. Uh, the other horse that I use, though, because I'm also three deep with the three and the five, but I also use the one, Princess Julianne. That race three back really stands out to me over the slop. Made a big move towards the front and, and only lost by three-quarters of a length to Holly's Justice. And then tried to go on the lead last time out. Ended up finishing third. This horse seems a lot better from off the pace, or at the very least, just not on the lead, but stalking, off uh, from stalking close to the pace. Also draws the rail, and that that doesn't really hurt necessarily for the, the kind of racing style she's been showing. She might be a bit of a decent price too, as we have one minute to post for the eighth. Right now it's seven to five, the two ties little dream. Okay, that's a bit of a surprise. Four to one on Schrader Hanover and Go Get Bruce. And five to one on Winsong Song Lexenbacher. Winsong Song Lekeobnav. Leke- Leke- Ab- that sounds like a K. That sound This horse sounds straight out of the KGB. Kyle, what you do, Kyle? That, that, for Kyle Burton, ladies and gentlemen, whose initials are. Is
3: Kyle on, on the program?
1: He- no, but his initials are KGB. Yeah. The G stands for Gordov. See, see, see. What Rod, Rod, Rod goes for the the the, the cliche '90s epithet. You call people gay. And it's funny. Everyone laughs. Honestly, oh, oh, it's a funny word. It sounds funny. G- it, it is funny. It's funny
3: when Rod does it too. Whenever he's actually making the broadcast.
1: I'm hearing banging right now. Thanks for coming, Rod. I'm here. Why am I hearing banging? I don't know. Huh. Maybe it's, maybe it's
3: uh, your dad. It's Frank. No. No. <laughs>
1: um, all right. So th- this race is going. I, why, why is that happening? Three to two on Ty's little dream. Uh, four to one on Schrader Hanover. This field's in motion, approaching the start. Off and trotting. fee fee gapped the gate. Go get Bruce going towards the top. Victory's Peanut leaves out. Schrader hand over to the inside. Out two around that first turn. Go get Bruce. Going to take the top from Schrader Hanover. Getting away third, then victory's peanut as they move into the backstretch. Ties little dreams back fourth. The high road in fifth. And Abe Zerl dropping back towards sixth. Winsong LeKayabnav and Icos Fifi are towards the back of the pack. Winsong LeKayabnav broke around the turn, and Icos Fifi gapped the gate. 29-4 the opening quarter. Go get Bruce. Going on the engine here by a length and three quarters. Schrader Hanover's second. Victory's Peanuts stalking third. Ty's Little Dream is back and forth, and it's the high road fifth. Completing the pack here, Abe's Earl as they trot towards the stretch. First time, go get Bruce. Leads the way, unchallenged, unpressured, unfazed. Schrader Hanover's second, out of fourth now. First over, Ty's Little Dream, the high road opting to sit to the inside, now pulling outside. Abe Zerl's third over. Aikos Fifi begins to catch the field, and wide of him around the turn, Winsong Lekayabnav still towards the back. 101 and 4 at the halftime. 32 seconds that second quarter. A breather for go get Bruce down the backside. Ty's little dream inching closer towards second and approaching the leader to that three quarter pole. Length within the front. Schrader Hanover locked at the inside. The high road is second over and fourth with two and a half lengths to make up. Inside Victory's Peanut. Third over is Abe Zurl off three quarters. 131 and 4 around the final turn. Ty's little dream rough get Three high, the high road, still having to catch. Go get Bruce, turning into the lane. It's Go get Bruce in front for Carol. In between horses, Ty's Little Dream, center of the track. The high road behind them. Abe Earl and looking for room. Schrader and over lines coming. Ty's Little Dream battles back, but Go get Bruce holds on to win it. The high road towards the center of the track for third. Two oh three and one. They're still banging. Alright. So uh, five five to two shot. That leaves Mike alive in this sequence. Shocking. <laughs> right? Thirty-eight dollar tickets, gonna pay twenty. We'll see. <sighs> ooh. how much was your ticket? Nine Am I still alive? My uh mine was nine dollars. Yeah, not. Okay. Am I still alive? Rod, you're 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 done.
3: Donut for Rod too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my!
1: <laughs> you know,
3: there. Are to- you laugh about something tonight in this freaking albatross of a show.
1: There, there are times in this life you had so much to laugh at, including my overweight father. There's so much that happens in life. Or you, you're just left speechless. You don't necessarily know there's supposed to be a speech that happens in the first place. And then what you do? Well, in in your state of confusion, you get up on your arbitrary soapbox and you give a speech anyway. Why? Because you're Robert De Niro, <laughs> and that's your role in the movie. Oh my God! But really,
3: freaking brutal.
1: I am. I am still. I feel
3: like we need to hit the reset button on the show.
1: I feel like we need to hit the reset button on life itself, but that's not really much of an option. I learned that from Monty Python because they tried the reset button. They actually didn't, but I feel like this would be a sketch for them. They build this great reset button, and then once they press it, nothing happens. Because you know what? Humanity is inevitably screwed. And that's my new movie coming out this fall. Disney's producing. I got Michael Eisner on deck. I got Josh Gad playing what's a Josh gadd character um an overweight banana I got <laughs> yeah, these people are I got uh, maybe if you're a little bit more cultured uh, Josh Gad on overweight um uh who else do I let's get um Selma Hayek she's gonna play uh she's gonna play the the white love interest, just because it's a Disney movie. Actually, no, Disney's been really broadening their horizons. Um, a Hawaiian love interest, but they just did Moana. Um, uh, Are we talking about any racing at all times? Brazilian love interest. I- I'm, t- I'm trying to produce a movie here. I'm, I'm not sure what your guys' prerogative is. Uh, this-, to a show. this is the North American uh, uh, Ray Writes a Screenplay update, right? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> uh, I I love all of the spin-off versions of this show that we've come up with over the years. North American furnace update. North American, whatever other ones I came up with that update. Positive for some people. Furnace update. <laughs> <sighs> that's, I mean, that's harsh. No, no
3: heat. No heat is a big problem. No internet is a bigger problem.
1: North. I I don't really see much potential for North American Wi-Fi update though. I'm not really sure we need to debut a yeah. show like that. <clears throat> like, what, what okay, do we, then. what do we talk about? Memes. Uh, why don't we go to break right now and then we can come back? Yeah. What? Good idea. Why we don't need to go? No, because the the news, have... the news, yeah. the news, races The and... news comes at the end of the hour. Yeah, I, nobody cares about uh, whatever's
3: going on in Woodbridge. Uh, a man was arrested. You know, there was probably, you know, a, a road closed. It'll be alright.
1: <laughs> and with that, this will be the last episode of North Arts Update on SRN1. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, this water bottle didn't break and spill all over the outlet that's underneath this desk. Because I, I outleted my frustrations on my ceiling. I'm sorry, ceiling. However, if it was a glass ceiling, I would not be sorry that I broke it. But, I mean looking at how this show is running at the moment. There's no glass ceiling being broken. I'm sorry, ceiling. I didn't mean to hurt you. Ten minutes to the ninth at London. Seven to five here on Dex the Land. Seven to two on Big Diva, which is, that's just too much. That's too much money being bet on her. You got to stop that, guys. Guys, gotta stop it. She's not worth it. And uh, nine to two on April Bandit, which seems a lot
2: we're gonna need some time to go through this stuff in the second hour.
1: Is the rest of is the rest of this hour gonna be you convincing me to go to break? No, we need to go to break. <laughs> you, no one ever has to go to break. The break happens to you. I'm Ray Catolo and this is North American Shrink Update. Now, it all it all goes back to your childhood.
2: No, it doesn't. It goes back.
1: Uh, fifty-one minutes. No, that's the no,
2: start of this root canal. Well,
1: for dentist? Who's the dentist? Yeah. Look, well, my I gave you a little bit more credit as a doctor, Mike. I didn't think you'd amount to that. But that that I figure that's a that's a doctor joke because like everyone laughs at. Why do we laugh at the dentists? They do a perfectly fine job. Why Why do we? Because you can't open your mouth and laugh at the same time, right? Like whenever they're working on you. Wait, 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 why not? You just can't. But, but is my is my dentist doing something illegal then? That's possible. Oh, they're out there.
0: Oh.
3: Ooh. I love how Ray is trying to stretch this segment out as far as he can. To. to to somehow get to the news.
2: Uh, I I don't understand why we don't go to break. That way, when we when we come back, we go right into the next race in London.
1: I, I'm, my I can't believe I've been violated by a mouth doctor. Um. Wow. I I got. That's that's some stuff to talk about on North American shrink updates, So you see, it all goes back to your childhood, right? I'm not talking like you grew up in a poor area because sometimes you call it the hood, and you were a child then, so it's your childhood. No, because that would mean there's an adulthood, but uh, that, pfft, I mean that that could work that way too. Uh, but you see, Freud teaches us. Look, it's 52. We go till 55, and then it's break time. So you see, uh. String theory, right? So, uh, I think it's like ca- calisthenics, caniscleax. What's the what's the art of making shapes with string? You know what I'm talking about? Like the no. string games? I how, no. ca- how you can make an Eiffel Tower with strings? You don't know what I'm talking about? I learned this at summer camp. I forget well, how to do it.
3: Uh, that's probably where you were violated. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the dentist, It was the counselor. Ooh. You went to the shrink update. Here you go.
1: It all goes back to your childhood, right?
3: Yeah. Here. Uh
2: just so you know, uh Sugar Doyle's spot play is race ten, number eight, future king. He says he's very sharp right now, sneaking this
3: one into the into the top of the high five. We appreciate Sugar and his addition to the show. He cares about racing, unlike some other people.
1: If I didn't care about racing, why would the show exist?
3: It's just a, a medium for you to bring about other sort of things.
1: Because well, clearly racing itself hasn't been doing well for itself lately.
3: Well, we're trying to change that, Ray. What do you think I'm here for? Yeah. If we didn't have Rod, I mean, God. I mean, think of what the show was without Rod.
1: Right? Think about it. We're in a gonna... We're gonna go to break. Thank God. And when we come, <laughs> we have video when we return, Rod. Yeah. All right. When when we come back, more racing here on North American Harris Update. So late pick four from the Meadowlands. Levy to talk about. We'll be here for more. Stay tuned on SRN One for the second hour of North American Harness Update.
0: A set of gun There are There's
3: plants and trees Make a A closer
0: Woodbridge. A male is wanted for lewd behavior in Vaughan. Police say a female victim was walking her dog last August, being approached by a man in a car asking for directions. When the victim approached the car, she witnessed him masturbating, according to police. Officers are looking for a black Mazda with partial license plate number BLT-6, along with the suspect described as black between ages 20 and 30. Three people are arrested following a gun incident in Keswick. Officers were called to an apartment at Lowndes in Glen Woods on Wednesday afternoon after reports of shots fired. No injuries were reported, and police say this is a domestic incident. Two males and one female were arrested, one on a pre-existing warrant. Former Brampton councillor Frank Andrews has passed away, aged 80. Andrews served on City Council and Regional Council between 1974 and 1985. Originally from England, Andrews was an active volunteer, including his involvement as a soccer coach. Andrews is survived by his wife Joan, two children, and two stepchildren. Sunny in the forecast, Pearson 8, New Market 7. I'll have more on updates on SRN1 for now in full upon.
1: Thank you, Phil, and welcome back to more... <clears throat> Of national treasure. So lewd behavior, I, I'm I'm Nicholas Cage, joined by Mike Prabozie, Rod Allums Jr., and also shout out to Vaughn from PEI who's tuning in. How's how's it going right. there, V Boy? Can I call him V Boy, or are we not on a no, nickname no, basis yet? Vaughn, you don't know who he is. Well, I mean, well, no, because like that's why I asked if we're on like a nickname basis. Because I try to be really friendly with people, not 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 like I'm not friendly with people. Come on, I high five, I handshake. Nicknames in thirty seconds. Have you (laughs) have you you ever talked to someone? Have you ever watched me talk to someone? I love everybody. What do they have against me?
2: Just randomly walk up to somebody. Hey, I'm Ray. Uh, What's your name? Oh, it's uh, Bill. Oh, okay, Billy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, B boy. Maybe he doesn't want to be called Billy. Maybe he wants to be called Bill or William
1: yeah, or William. Yeah, and, but, but, money. You don't have childhood. Yeah, but like but like it's it's an ende- it's an endearing thing. I, I, what, do they, what, what do I do? What do I do? I love everybody. I know what we do. Why, why don't they love me? We're
3: to London. Then we're gonna do what?
1: And we're gonna roll into the Meadowlands. Okay. For Saturday. and Saturday.
3: The levies.
1: Yes, and then I'm going to leave. E. Okay. You leaving? I mean, I could just leave now, too. Okay. Zero minutes till London. I see odds, but I can't read them because my computer's folded.
3: Who are you trying to get? Favorites to five. Somehow your horse, the five, is the favorite at two to one.
1: Yep. But I'm not alive.
3: Two and a half and three and a half to one. The seven, 17. Six is ten. Eight is eight. It is nine.
1: Like eight, eight to one, that's that's all right. It is nine to one. Just clicked <clears> up. <throat> Five to two favoritism now on the three. Uh, the one though still taking way too much money. at Three to one, too much. Hmm.
3: These horses get bad like this in the all the time.
1: It's too too much. I I just.
3: Wait, I, who's still alive in this pick four? I'm just curious.
1: Um, I mean, if if you if you want us to say you, we uh, can.
3: Uh, alive or not alive? Just alive or dead? It's a yes or no question. I mean, alive.
1: in terms of Thank pick you. four, yes. In terms of uh, actual life, I'm pretty dead inside right now. One minute, 30 seconds to post. Soon going to be one minute to post because the progression of time is downwards.
3: Rob, do we have video yet?
2: Well, I I was recording, but we had, we were five minutes off track, and I'm, I'm not recording a, a half-hour-long segment of Ray... <laughs> Talking about nicknames and such.
1: It's an endearing thing, though. Like you, you call you called your friend you call your friend Jimmy Johnny Boy because like you two. No, you don't. Why not? Because you don't. You. What do you mean? They're, who sets these rules?
3: Like, what if I just decided, like, okay, your name's Ray, and I just call you Gay. Like, you know, you didn't want to be. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, the, the, different, so the difference is, is in the name. connotation. I, don't know if
3: you're gay or not. I just meet you, but your name's right. I just decide, okay, gay. Gay! <laughs> I mean,
1: it's, it's an entirely different thing because of connotation. No, yes! No. There's nothing about Johnny Boy that insinuates homosexuality.
3: Maybe not to you, but maybe to Johnny
1: Boy. You don't know. Like, what, in what situation would that work? Hey, you, hey you, you into Johnny Boys? Like, that's not a euphemism. If, any, if anything, it'd be a really strange euphemism. See, this is half your problem. You think... Nine to uh, five on Dex the Land.
3: Oh, now he wants
1: to get the races. <laughs> <laughs> Three to one on Bye Bye Daddy. You want to talk about innuendo. Jeez, three to one on Bye Bye Daddy. Now four to one.
3: Yeah, that has to be the winner here after all this mess.
1: Two to one on April Bandit. What do you mean when you refer to it a mess? That's just even more of a euphemism. Alright, so they're lining up and Big Divas going up in price. Like I mean, if this horse wins, I know nothing. Like, in all honesty.
3: Uh, Rob, punch a ticket.
1: They're lining up. For the ninth here from Western Fair. Eight to five favoritism now on Dex the Land and April Bandit. Those two facing off six others at the start off and pacing winning matrimony leaves out as does April Bandit big diva to the inside protects position third getting away fourth around the turn decks the land wide winning matrimony now fourth Betum Jimmy get Jenna, Jenny gets away fifth sixth then ground shaker in front of bye bye daddy and what a sassy girl opening quarter bound in front here April Bandit second big diva in front of Dex the land third winning matrimony left out to dry 28 and 2 that opening quarter Bedham Jenny's Fifth around that turn, ground shaker, sixth, bye-bye daddy, seventh, still towards the back, what a sassy girl, approaching the top of the stretch, first time, April Bandit, even money favorite, in control here, big diva, Draft second, inside third, Dex the land, locked in a touch, winning matrimony, left out fourth, in front of Bedham Jenny, fifth, about six lengths off of the lead. Bye Bye Daddy moves wide towards the back around Ground Shaker and on her back what a sassy girl 58 and 1 the and half 29 and 4 that second quarter separation here for the favorite April Bandit down the back stretch leads by 3. Big Diva second here comes a rush from Dex the land out of 3rd first over up towards 2nd coming within a length of the lead as they move on to the 3 quarter pull. Winning Matrimony is 4th then. four and a half. Lengths off the lead. Dex the Land goes right on by April Bandit around that final turn. Three quarters, 127 and three, 29 and two. That third panel. Dex the Land has taken over at the top of the stretch. Leads by two and a half, three now and is going away. April Bandit left in her wake, second. A long ways back to Big Diva fighting for third. But Dex the Land goes by, slingshots and scores. April Bandit, second. And one fifty seven and one. That's not a slingshot. That's a boingo. That's a <laughs> That's 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 the classic boingo toy. Oh my. <clears throat> Two to one, even money, whoever was third. Yeah, why would
3: you need to know that, Calling the Rose? I didn't. Okay,
1: okay, yeah? okay, um, Mike, here here's the thing. Alright, so you see you see how the colors really blend on the screen? No, no that's a three. That's the right three. There, that's man. the four.
3: The four. Wait, here we go. That's the eight. That's
1: an eight. Yeah, you said the one. The colors blend. I couldn't see the colors.
2: Well, just so you know, we're going to start the Meadowlands. Pick four for tomorrow night in 45 seconds.
1: Okay. Ooh. So we got... It's uh, plenty of time to, to, to talk about shrinkage and stuff do, like do, that. Do, what? 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 What are you guys talking about three four eight five as we now adjust position? It's time To go into handicapping mode Oh god, oh my lumbar I'm way too young. I'm way too young for the lumbar to be set so low, but then again I've I'm responsible for how low it's been set very unfortunate, mostly for me. So the Meadowlands Pick Four is a time-honored tradition, mostly because it's. I keep. How much longer can I do that routine? I love that routine, though. But it's a fifty thousand 000... dollars.
3: Recycle most of your typical ones. We get a lot of those.
1: And, and you see, in the in the professional world. uh But you do things repeatedly because most people won't see it more than once. Mm. And as I'm talking to you from away at the camera, the late pick for at the Meadowlands, $50,000 guaranteed pool, starts with race number eight as it does each and every single race card. They used to start with race number seven, but then they changed it with the addition of the Survivor bet. But that's history. And why does that matter? So the first leg of this sequence is the eighth. It's an hour's of $15,000 race in their last five starts. Optional claiming tag. Here's some other conditions that just explain how the horses got the posts they did. Ten horses lining up in this annexed condition race. Uh, and I'm going to send it off to you, Rod, to start off because you got guts Gumption and Gumbo. You're single in the one entry.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and single the one there, or the ones, plural. Uh, they do have the nine and ten hole, but uh, I think these two horses, between the two of them, they're good enough. Uh, more importantly, the nine stars in heaven. Uh, he is the inside of the entry there. Uh, Vic Kirby jumps on tomorrow night. This horse has been racing in the Preferreds in the Opens. Uh, has beat those horses in the Preferreds and Opens. Uh, comes off a really good race last time. Come on last half I believe in uh, like 54 flat. So uh, this one is in good form. Has been pretty good recently over several starts. And uh, you know, five back does have a winning line there. Although it was off a. Of- perfect trip but uh this is a drop from where this horse has been so that's the reason why i like this horse in particular and then you get the additional uh horse in the 1a coming off of the qualifier has missed uh, about three months but uh good qualifier i'm gonna give that one a start and just go with stars in heaven here
1: uh mike you 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 can't do that you you, you had to go a little bit deeper than just the one entry here why
3: uh, I, I agree with Rod that the the one is, you know, a standout on class, but it, I think he's he's hard to trust, especially from the nine hole. And, you know, he was sharper back in early February when he won that race. And then ever since, you know, he's kind of had a few bad races at Dover, albeit in the slop. Last time he was six out of seven. Was never threatening any of those those top horses. Now gets the drop. I don't really like the post. This, this horse typically needs to get a setup to win. So I'll use defensively. Uh, but there's a couple of horses on the way up that I like, and that's the six Griffin Hanover. This horse, you know, started back numbers of 11-5, raced well to be third, and it was 50-1 to one that night. Then, last time, drew the two-hole and flew home 27-3 and three to win at almost 12-1. to one. Uh, You know, the horse is sharp, third back. I, I think you need to use that one. Uh, the eight endeavors dropping out of preferred golf, so it really had no chance the last few races. This is Pat a chance. You really never know what you're going to get. But this horse is typically a closer. I think, though, that should be a little bit closer just on the class drops. So I'm going to use that one. And then the 9, Durant, uh, was claimed for 24 back. And has raced well in 25s and 30 optional claimers, which, you know, face great vintage, Lawrence Town Beach. Those are horses that would be very well bet in this race. Uh, his speed has the main contender outside of him. I think you need to use that one also. So, 1689.
1: I'm only a fan, actually I don't like the word fan. I only could see uh the one entry in terms of class really doing well here, but I don't single. I'm too deep in this race. Uh and of course, the one the one end of that entry versus the 1A stands out a lot more in class, particularly because the lines on Stars in Heaven show him to have struggled against tougher horses rather than being so over his head that he's actually digressing in form. Degrading in form? It's degrading in form. Degressing is not a word. Uh, however, aside from him, I also agree with Durant. This horse has been racing incredibly sharply as he moves up in class to take a $50,000 tag this week. And that race in particular last week to really just emphasizes the form this horse is in right now uh, being a part of the pace battle against Great Vintage and Lawrence Town Beach to set up fractions like 26 and change 54 and change 21 even in a 30,000 optional claimer this horse definitely fits at this level because this number of 15,000 otherwise is filled with a slew of horses moving up from the non-winners of $8,500 level so this is a much weaker collection of horses than usual for this class which could end up playing in the favor of Durant especially because of how sharply he's been racing and hopefully he's a decent price too in the move up in class so I'm 1-9 here in that opening leg of the pick for the second leg is the ninth race don't get that confused I've done it way too many times So now it's 3,500 in their last five starts purse is $6,500 we got one four six ten nine 10, 9 horses going postward in this race and uh, Mike, this was a this was the leg that you felt so strongly about that you went and singled.
3: Yeah, I'm singling the inside horse. Uh, you know, this horse is dropping from numbers of five thousand. Had been racing as high as numbers of ten thousand at Yonkers early February. Uh, two back, got a rough trip, lost to Beyond the Light and Cisco. Those are better than these horses. And then last time I thought had no chance from where he was in that artsman race where he just got it out of win basically parked the entire mile uh, you know the trainer's correct um, you know, 16 <laughs> percent I feel like with this post in this race where there's a lot of question marks and a lot of horses that are struggling that he's a, a very most likely winner so I'm gonna try to single the one here
1: the trainer does look correct as last i checked robert Bongiorno does train this horse and not chef boyardee those are two very different people um right i mean you said they said the trainer was correct uh, so i i'm just verifying uh, that you were you were right in saying that but rod for you you also like uh, majak kobe Bryant in this race but you take two others uh
2: yeah i mean I kind of agree with Mike on Kobe, Kobe? but
3: <laughs> you like that one? That was a good one. I did like that.
1: The banging is still um, happening.
3: I do. Too bad I do you like can't the get the video to work ever, but you're great on the soundboard.
2: <laughs> uh, I like the one, but I, I just don't trust a horse like that. Uh, you know, two for a billion last year and this year. Uh, just not my type of horse to single. I'm going to throw the two on there, Sporty Red Hot. Uh, second start off the layoff. First, you know, just went around from the outside last week and uh, just chased him. I thought needed the race and uh, should should be much tighter coming into, into this race tomorrow night. Uh, draws the two hole and Jim Pantaleano drives. Decent price play here if this horse stays close and if he's good enough and tight enough. And then the five, Mr. Sensei, I'm going to use this horse. Uh, coming down from Woodbine, has been facing cheap horses up there the last couple starts. But, uh, you know, prior to that, this horse was racing against uh, upper level condition horses. And the horses this one was in against were much, much better. I mean, you just look velocity driven. This horse only got beat a few lengths to that horse. And he's been. Uh, racing you know kind of toggling back and forth between the preferreds and the upper level conditions so uh, you know there's reason to like this horse he hasn't been in very good form but uh, maybe the barn change will help this horse and changing venues as well so i'm going to throw him on just in case so one two five
1: I agree with the one and the five. I I use two of those horses. If you come on down to Dale's used cars, I don't know why it shows Dale's used cars voice. It was mostly because I had uh, incoming gas. Outcoming gas one and five are horses I use. The other two horses I throw on are the four stratocaster purely on past form. This horse has raced very well at this level at this level, at this level in the past at the Meadowlands, and has some okay starts over a half mile. He races a much better on the bigger track, as his efforts last year showed. Drops down from the hours of $5,000 to the hours of 3500 and should take back to the track as he did last year, and probably at a decent price off those lines. I also throw in the 6, What a Orse, shipping in from Freehold, stretching those old legs this 12 year old gelding has some decent miles over a freehold against similar competition he's usually involved in the races going wide going first over getting into the mix somehow to hit the board or cash a check and i that's a good sign especially moving to the bigger track to show that this horse might have a bit of initiative when only going two turns instead of four so i'm one four five five, six in the second leg of this pick for The third leg is race number 10. Again, don't get those numbers mixed up. I've done it way too many times. Now of 8,500 in the last five starts. $12,000 purse. There's not eight horses lining up. And starting off with you, Rod, you're the deepest of all of us. What? Why five? What What do you need five horses for?
2: Because uh, I think five horses can win the race. Oh, okay. uh, I'll start with the three. Rather Swell, uh, Vic Kirby, jumps on in, in this race tomorrow night, Andy chose a different horse That being Andy Miller. Uh, horse is not much of a winner the last couple of years, but uh, horse has talent. has been pretty good lately and uh, faces a similar bunch again. And I think maybe Vic Kirby could wake this thing up. Uh, he did win on this horse five starts back at Dover. So, uh, you know, he knows the horse at least, and, and I think this one's a pretty good price play. The four, Mr. Truth, I'm going to throw this one on. Usually leaves and looks to get a two-wheel trip. Uh, Hasn't been getting there recently, but I do think this horse, in a similar bunch, you know, doesn't really get beat by anybody that uh, is in this race. So I'm going to go ahead and use. Why am I echoing? You're good. The five, Maroma Beach, I'm throwing that one on. Second time, Lasix. Uh. Good qualifier, and that was off three months. This horse, if ready, and Burke usually sends him out ready, should be right there at the wire. Pat chance is driving, but, you know, I'm not going to let that deter me. The seven, Southern Pursuit. I use this one, even though at the outside, just because uh, Andy's driving this horse, this is the one he picked. Uh, last time was trying to two-move and uh, got used pretty hard making the lead, and then, uh, you know, only got beat a couple lengths there. So uh, that was a good race on the jumping class. This horse should be leaving once again and uh, could make the lead here. Hopefully get some soft fractions. And, and if on the front end, this horse will be dangerous. And then I'll throw the eight on there as well, Cisco. Uh, comes off a really good race last time. Brett Miller jumps on. He drove his horse two back, finished second. So uh, this one, you're probably not going to get much of a price on him, but uh, I think needs
3: to be used. So three, four, five, seven, eight.
1: Now, Mike, do you agree with any of what Rod just said?
3: Uh, I like some of the ones he says. Um, I'm four deep. I like the outside two horses best. Cisco uh, you know, was very good off the layoff. Those those races on the 24th and the 3rd of March were decent, had a win and then lost to Beyond the Lights. Last time really wasn't in the right spot and all week was sitting on a win. Uh, I'll just throw that race out. So I think that horse is a a likely winner. The seven, seven Southern Pursuit had the nine hole last time, was parked early, really couldn't win from that spot. Uh, Should be up close again, I would think probably in the pocket behind the six. I think a better trip could equal a better finish. Uh, the five Maroma Beach. That's Burke. Uh, second Lasix, off a of, off a of queue. Has a little bit of back class to him. I like the horse, the, the, the fact that the horse is ten times out of seventeen in the money. So that the horse doesn't spend too much time, you know, kind of you know, not racing well. So I'll use that one. And then the two Durrell, third start back, comes in from Yonkers, had bad post. It's Ryder, uh McCarthy, probably gonna close. Needs a little bit of a setup, but I'll try that one also. Two five seven eight.
1: As for me, I'm this is the third leg. I'm three deep starting with uh the one who in the third leg I remember his name, Jeremy's General, that's right. Thank you, memory. Whew, I knew it could serve me well. Uh this what's really strange about this race is most of these horses are coming out of the all week race. And in, per, in the thing with that uh race for lack of a better term, is that there were seven horses finishing right behind him and a lot of these horses have lines that look decent as a result like the th- like for instance the three rather swell seems like he has a decent line but he had nothing in that race so he for me is a toss and uh, <clears throat> uh, the same for some other horses like Southern Pursuit who totally chased in that race, I'm not a big fan of, however Jeremy's general off the rail was at, towards the center of the track flying late under very little encouragement uh, to Gained five lengths in the course of the stretch, coming 27 flat. He was the most impressive finisher of the bunch in that race, and for me, that's good enough reason to throw on just because it's such a hard race to look at. I'm a big fan of the. I keep saying big fan. I'm not a big fan. However, I do like the two Durrell. Especially looking three starts back to that qualifier against Dr. J. Hanover. It's always interesting to see horses gain ground when they're in qualifiers against actual stakes type horses. That's a really good sign to look for. And this horse has been racing primarily on the half mile, now moves to the bigger track, probably will take to the bigger track much more. And has also been racing against a bit maybe a bit tougher, admittedly, notwards of six paramutual. And also just hasn't had the right circumstances to put in to put his best foot forward, whichever. Foot that might be, it could be the front, front, hind or the left hoof, who knows. Uh, but then the other horse I throw on is the eight Siskel. He was uh, the second most impressive closer out of that all week race, coming towards the center of the track to finish fifth. Coming 27 and 2, he draws outside again. He's got some decent lines, he's been in against tough horses, most notably Beyond Delight 2 starts back when he was second against this company. Uh, he's he's the most he's the more obvious horse in this race. Uh, but all that said, I'm 1 2 8. In the third leg of this sequence, final leg.
3: You got about one minute to London. I'm just letting you know.
1: Okay, so we're not going to get to the final leg just yet. We are going to get to this last leg at London. And this last leg with 57, 55, 55, with seconds to post. Features two to one favorite the five Holly's Justice. Who won the last race? Oh, the three. So Mike is alive to the three, five, and nine. Three's currently six to one. The five's currently two to one. The nine currently eight to one. Take a look at these will pays for this ticket. And, yeah, they're just okay. Yeah, you at least you make some money back.
3: Yeah. With twenty seconds mm-hmm. to go. That's all right. Wins a win if he can get it. The three should not be five to one here. That's a little high, I think.
1: I can't really say I like much on this betting board. I can say that well, I can say a lot of things. Uh but Future King to me seems like a massive underlay at five to one.
3: Yeah, I I mean I know Sugar likes that horse. I want nothing to do with that horse, especially in the second tier.
1: hmm
3: I mean, he's rough gated to begin with.
1: I'm kind of interested in the one at eight to one. That's a decent price. Okay. I like the one. It's tea time. I Eight, like to the one. A Eight to one on Princess Juliana. That that is a. Sentences are happening currently
3: Was that you like in the middle of a struggle
1: No it was my insecurities Manifesting themselves Nine horse field coming up Seven in line two and behind Six to five action on the five Holly's justice floating up to nine to five Now in the final clicks Second choice at four to one The eight future king third choice At five to one the three tax savings This is the final from London. It's in motion. Approaching the start, and it's off and trotting. Tax Savings leaves out, as does Northern Oath, as does Lucrative Sun. Those three spread across the track. Princess Julianne trots into fourth around that turn. Future King, fifth, backing towards sixth. AJ Ricochet off stride. Going to the opening quarter went Northern Oath, so that leaves Lucrative Sun in control here by two and a half. Tax Savings chases second. Princess Julianne, third. Future King is fourth gap. that of four and a half to AJ Ricochet fifth Holly's Justice back sixth followed by BJ Savannah towards the rear with Talbot Creek Susie and then the early breaker Northern Oath is in the back of the field as they trot around that first turn and move onto the top of the stretch for the first time. 17 to 1 shot here dictating the terms. It's Lucrative Sun, but out of fifth, AJ Ricochet pulls, forcing the hand of Princess Julianne flushed out from third into the stretch first time. Boxed in, Future King trots fourth behind them. Holly's Justice, sixth, as Princess Julianne inches towards Lucrative Sun to challenge past the halfway point and approaching the clubhouse turn for the second time. Tax Savings, meanwhile, occupies the pocket, a length and three quarters off the lead second, looking for room to tip out. Future King locked in by A.J. Ricochet stalled to the outside. Behind that, Holly's Justice the favorite with about five lengths to make up as they move down the backstretch. Princess Julianne advancing towards a narrow lead over Lucrative Sun battling back to the inside. But off the rail, here comes Future King now looming closer and looming large for Shepard. Future King, three wide around that final turn, overtakes lucrative son and Princess Julianne from in between, shooting up the inside. Holly's Justice looking for room two lengths away, and then behind the wall, tax savings, turning for home. Future King, a narrow lead towards the center, but Princess Julianne fights onto her inside. Holly's Justice nowhere to go to the inside of lucrative son. Then it's tax savings, but it's Princess Julianne coming back to fend off future king. Looked like tax savings might have held on there for third. What, what
3: was that drive on the five there exactly? Was he? Did he think that they were going to fall down in front of him or he was going to jump over
1: them? Uh, pff, if anything, he was what the one that was going to fall down, down over them one. at the top of that stretch. Oof. I mean, they did. They were falling down. The pace was yeah, collapsing. He was trying to jump them. He just didn't get the right room at the right time. And that Princess Julian eight to one down to four to one. One, eight, three, nine. And then completing that high five. Is that the four? No, that can't, that can't be the four. The four is back there. Two. That was the two. Okay. One, eight, three, nine, two. In that high five, and in the last from London. Rod and I touting Princess Julianne is the only horse of much value. Future King raced way better than expecting, though. Made a big move just if there was that if there was one sixteenth of a mile let's, less.
3: Let's go back to the numbers. Last night.
1: Okay, so my, uh, let's try and pep up Mike's spirits a bit with a seventy-five hundred dollar claimer. $5,500 purse race. 11 from the Meadowlands. It's the final leg of the late pick four. nine horses going postward in this race. Uh, Rod, starting with you four deep.
2: No, I'm five deep, five deep. Start with the one Fox Valley cadet, uh, got a nice trip last time. Did get parked past the quarter, uh, in that last race from the outside draws the rail in this race. Uh, probably going to be the favorite here, if not second favorite. I think you have to use, especially from the rail after uh, a couple of bad posts two times in a row, uh, the three Chambro curiosity, uh, race first over last week, got a little bit tired on the end, but raced really well, only got beat a length, uh, the horse on the front end was tiring. Everybody was kind of faltering there the last sixteenth of a mile. And, and this one just kept digging and digging. I thought it was a really good race. So I'm going to throw that one on as well. Uh, The four flying with royalty I'm going to use. This one likes to leave. Draws pretty pretty well here. Uh, It's Mitch Cushing. Uh, Just got beat last time on the lead. Went a little bit too fast, but uh, I'm going to keep using this horse. Uh, You're getting decent prices on this horse week in and week out now. So, uh, you know, no reason not to throw him on especially the way that they're not really playing him. The five de Jour uh, come from way back last week. I thought raced really well, had no prayer, and was just flying on the end of it. Uh, this horse is a must-use for me, one of my top plays of the night, actually. And then the seven, Outcry, I'm throwing this one on. Uh, should be kind of a, a similar race as you saw last week from this one, coming from the back. Should be following some live cover. And if this horse is drug up close enough, I think it could win, but uh, is going to have to be drug up into a, a decent pace there toward the end. So uh, one, three, four, five, seven, 3, finish mine.
1: Now, now, Mike, those sounds very similar to your numbers.
3: Very similar indeed. The only one I don't use is the 4 uh, because of Cushing. I really have no interest in him. Uh, agree with Rod. Uh, the one should be favored. Beat these horses last time. Draws the rail this time. Uh, the three, Chambro Curiosity, closed last time. Into the race was outside a long ways. Had three tough trips in a row. He just he needs to get a break. But the problem is, is you know he just, he's he's over seven on the year. Uh, the five, I agree with very much. This horse was was good in January. Uh, And then kind of has been off form. Woke up a little last time, flew home 27 and 1. I I like that. I like the wake up. And, you know, the problem is you're not going to get 20 to 1 again. I I think he'll probably be closer to 5 or 6. And then uh, Outcry, the 7. Another closer. Just got beat an inch last time to the 1. Should be right there again. Uh, I think those are the only four that can win 1, 3, 5, (laughs) 7.
1: I'm too deep in the last. I I I mean, I was back and forth on whether or not to use Fox Valley Cadet just because that last race in particular, even though he gets post-relief, it doesn't stand out. He only won by a nose. With
3: 7,500 claiming.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. So if this horse is going to take a lot of play, especially off the post-relief, it almost seems like it should be to my interest to go against him Seeing that I don't really think he's that strong Of a favorite okay. uh, And I take two horses um, We all agree on Danish du jour That last race uh, was, It really stands out Coming in 27 and change to finish fourth By only half a length And in all honesty if this horse is any closer to the pace he could only perform better especially considering that was his first race where he didn't really have much of an excuse off the claim claim back on February 2nd went over to freehold tossed that race next race from the nine hole in the slop went to the lead but didn't do much else you can toss that race in the slop and so he puts in an actual genuine performance and we can only expect him to put in a similar one or at least an improvement of that given he gets the track conditions that he preferred last time out this week around and the six Mr. Six is the other one. I use his last race here at the metal He double parked for most of the race and was totally out of it, finishing 10th by 15 lengths, went back to freehold where he parked again, parked some more. This horse has gotten the worst trip. So comes back to the $7,500, $7,500 claiming level, and to me, it seems like he hasn't really had much of a, of a chance to show his form. And if anything, from being consistently parked in his last few races, I can assume that this horse has something to offer, especially on the bigger track. So I'm gonna take a bit of a shot there in that last leg, uh, going five and six, which makes my ticket for 50 cents go as follows. I'm one nine with one four, five six with one, two, eight. With five six, that's twenty four dollars for fifty cents. Mike, your ticket
3: one six eight nine with one, with two five seven eight, with one three five seven, it's thirty two for fifty cents. And Rod one
1: with one two five, with three four five
3: seven eight, with
2: one three four five seven, it's thirty seven fifty for fifty cents.
1: That is correct. Now there's one last piece of agenda on this itinerary, and that is the George Morton Levy series. Now, uh, the matchmaker, which has been going on over the course of this show, uh, has been mostly chalky from the looks of it, and from the sound of it too. Uh, except, except this last leg where uh, Ross Krogan's horse Twinkle won, uh, paid uh, eight dollars ten cents. You can call that much of a price, but otherwise, Lady Shadow two ninety, bit two ninety, Sharton two fifty, and
2: it's
1: it's a New Zealand horse. It it's not it's a different thing in their dialect. Also, it, uh, interesting correlation here. I mean, this just it's just we year in year out with the uh, Levy and the Matchmaker series. These New Zealand shippers, they they really like this. But then again, that's also Triton and Krogan, who both usually perform very well in this series. That said, the first division of the Levy series, which, of course, this is the first stakes event on the racing calendar, is race number four tomorrow evening at Yonkers Raceway, and there's seven horses lining up. And we also noticed, at least from this card of the matchmaker, that the inside has had a big advantage uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that's going to consist. It's going to consist? It's going to persist through tomorrow's program. So this opening leg uh, features So debuting off of three qualifiers, three decent qualifiers, but it's interesting that he needed to qualify three times. He is the morning line favorite. Second choice here, Blood Brother moving up from the hours of $20,000 level for Rich Bonka, and uh, I, I mean... Uh, Mike, starting with you, I know you weren't necessarily too thrilled with these races, but is there much value that you're seeing outside of the two favorites?
3: I think there's value in this first leg, especially because uh, these outside two horses in this short field have a little more recency, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And it's it's a five week series, so you know a lot of these horses aren't going to be cranked up necessarily right away. I'm interested in in the sixth, Lee, who you know, had been racing well at the upper condition levels. Won four out of five there and was beaten in those in the other one. And then, you know, the last two times had the seven hole in the eight hole. Horse was outside both times the whole way. Uh, you know, is not getting a lot of respect in those races, but is racing very well. It's made almost 60,000 already this year. Uh, this horse needs to get away from the gate and maybe beat some of these horses out that, you know, are off qualifiers that really haven't raced in these faster races. And then I I think he has a chance just because, you know, of his recency edge. So I would be interested in him depending on the price. And I think he's going to be ignored because when you see markets, so, you know, coming back, this horse won the TVG open last year at at less than two to one. I personally think that he's more of a bigger track horse anyway, but he's, he's done well in these races. Um, I'm going to give that one a week. And, And then, you know, the seven Western fame, who is definitely excels in the half raced decently the preferred at the Meadowlands last time against betters edge. who was sitting on a win and awesome. This had one, two in a row. Uh, this horse is 15 to one morning line, which is an absolute joke. There's no way that this horse is going to anywhere close to that. Just needs to get up early and, you know, be in the mix. I think with the six and the seven, if they can blast off the gate and get early spots, I think they have a huge advantage. I would be six and seven in this first one.
1: Uh, Rod, Rod, how about for you?
3: Uh, I'm actually in a similar boat
2: as Mike, but I, you know, one that I don't mind using, even though this horse has been laid up, is the one, uh, decent qualifier. I think Nifty's going to have this thing ready, especially from the rail. This horse likes to win, uh, you know, made a decent amount of money last year, really kind of turned the corner. And, uh, this kind of looks like a, a typical betters delight type, uh, That ages well. Uh, A lot of his horses, you know, they they'll be average when they're two and three, and then they they turn four and five, and they really turn a corner and uh, show some more ability that they didn't really show before. And this one, I think, is good enough uh, if he's ready. You know, uh, does draw the rail, so she'll get away pretty close. Uh, has raced at Yonkers and actually won his last start first over in the Four Year Old Open. So uh, there's reasons to like this horse. The only thing is the layoff. But again, there, this front this leg, I think is pretty wide open because I think the two best horses in here have been laid up. So uh, you know, tough, tough to to gauge it. But I. Like I said, I do agree. The 7 to 15 to 1 morning line, you're not getting that price. I can promise you that. And it's second start off off a pretty lengthy layoff. So uh, this is a half-mile horse, and he should be good in there as well. I'm going to guess you're probably going to get like 5, maybe 6 to
3: 1 on this horse. Don't you think? Depending on what they do with the 2.
2: Yeah, they're going to bet the 2, but I don't think they're going to hammer him just because of the layoff.
1: Uh, better memories, those four-year-old Opens are uh, they they don't really, they aren't really as great as uh, they could be, I mean the only notable thing is that uh, the one he was fifth in back on December 2nd uh, the one name that stands out is Missile J, and Missile J was phenomenal in this series last year um, and then uh, he also was third to Christian Mee over at Dover but he also got dragged in a fast fraction from. Me- Better memories to me seems like he could do very well uh, just because of his post, and if he's the right price, then so be it. You can go for that. Uh, th- what's interesting is none of you talked, and this is probably just because of the layoff, never mentioned Caviar Luca, who also has raced really well in this series in the past and isn't coming in off of terrible qualifiers. Uh, went a decent one first back, and then last out went on the lead and just you know did what he had to do to get the time in and this is also just his playing ground his playing his playground too because almost every week in the series last year you would go towards the lead and he would just either hold on because that's how the track played or you would be up close and to me it seems like he might be a decent price coming back Uh, considering too that there is a lot of speed in this race and he could he could potentially end up being in that stalking spot depending on how hard Brennan wants to send him Uh, and that's also kind of why I mentioned the one possibly doing well just off of circumstance because if this race does set up to have a lot of pace just by virtue of having the rail the one's going to be in a really good spot.
3: We done with that. Moving on, then.
1: I, I guess if you guys have nothing else to add to that or extrapolate,
3: got nothing else. Okay. I don't personally like the one much, but that's you know, obviously I I don't feel like he can get the setup with the outside going. The way I see the race, I just I don't see him being in one of those top early spots mm. if the outside goes. Well, so I, the way I view the race is obviously different than you know.
1: The, and for and for me too, I don't really think Western Fame is going to launch from the outside, which he would have to, based on how he usually performs. The second division is the fifth race, and here we see uh, the name that I mentioned from the previous one, Christian Me. This horse is two to one on the morning line. Christian Mee. Yeah, Christian Me. That's what I said. Not Christian. Christian's
3: it's- in the other room.
1: Uh, there there are many more Christians than him. I think there are a couple billion last I checked. Not my but... <laughs> that's, oh, that's such You're such a good dad.
2: Use this piece right here.
1: Uh, whatever you said, Rod. Uh, but Mike, for uh, th- this race, Kristen me comes in off of two races that make him seem somewhat vulnerable. So would you be looking to go against him here? Well, the problem is it's 1-5 to five in here. Okay. And if
3: you look at this race no one else is going to take money except maybe the two and, and that horse is laid up. I, I guess Keystone Velocity could, but you know, he's a bit of a slow starter. I mean, it's a hard, mm-hmm. I think you'll know by the board whether the source is good or not. Mm-hmm. Um, he excels at this place, but he needs a setup and you know, likely he's going to have to pass them all. I, I don't like those, you know, this horse looked unbeatable in December at the Meadowlands and then, came back here he's drawn bad posts but you know the races just don't scream monster to me and now you know you're getting into this series going to be a short price against horses that are coming back that have class mm-hmm. i would be disinterested in the three i'd be more interested in horse like the two always at my place coming back for burke who has 37 lifetime wins uh, you know, has a couple qualifiers that are solid, was racing in December at that top level at the Meadowlands and racing consistently. Uh, he would be the one I would try to upset with, knowing that the three could certainly win. Uh, but you know, the price just is a complete turnoff.
1: Um, the other thing of note, too, and I don't know if um actually no, Rod, uh, what about for you?
2: I kind of agree with Mike here. Again, uh, the three's going to be too short of a price for me, for for his style anyway. You know, he, he's kind of an off-the-pace horse, and this is a spot he's probably going to end up first over in, which I really don't like. The horse is kind of interesting. I don't think it's going to take a ton of play here, is the five, like a key beach. Uh, this horse... I watched both of those races down at Pompano. This horse was really good in both of those starts. And I really didn't think, you know, the first start, Scott Zero went down there to drive this horse. Uh, I didn't think this horse was going to be great in that first start. I thought he could probably win that race. But uh, he made a big move the last 16th to win that race. And uh, it didn't look like he was even... It looked pretty effortless. And then the second start was another big mile coming from off the pace. And it's tough to, to come from off the pace of Pompano with that short stretch there.
1: But um, what I want to bring up to you, and uh, the fractions kind of set for that race too, Do you, are you concerned at all with the ship north?
2: No, not at all. How come? It's a much longer ship from New Zealand to, to Pompano on an airplane.
1: But I'm saying more in particular of climate.
2: No, it that usually doesn't affect him too much. Okay. And Krogan wouldn't have entered him this week if that would have been an issue. I think he would have just waited till next week because he this is the type of horse he brought this horse for this series.
1: Well, so and for more.
2: I, I think the horse is ready. I think he's good enough and if the trip works out or they go a little bit up front, he's gonna be closing and uh, a decent
1: price. You see, I feel like he's kind of the buzz horse though, and that's gonna make him the second choice, if not the third choice with the two in this race, just because of how much press has been around Waikiki Beach leading up to what even
3: money does the seven take in the race.
1: I um. This
2: I, ho- I think he's probably going to be right around the same price as the five.
1: The the se- the seven. Maybe five to one. I mean, well, here here's the thing. From a handicapping standpoint, I know this horse is mostly better from an inside post. However, I'm not sure if that's how the betting is going to be reflected based on that kind of assertion, because it's a lard. And so I'm not really. Sh- I feel like that's a bit more semantical than I really can control. However, uh, I guess for outside contenders, I, to me, I I feel like these Pompano horses usually need a start, shipping up, just from what I've seen in the past, and, uh, if, if just judging by Kristen me, either Kristen me wins this race or. It's, it's bombs away. That's the first thing. And if it's bombs away, potentially, that could end up being Bakersfield. Because if anything, Garcia Herrera has shown us in the series in the past is that he, he can train an upsetter when need be. And this horse is coming off a decent mile over a good track on March 3rd against the near-top-level horses, finishing only second by a head and prior to that was just a little too far out of the mix from post 7 and the start before that over a sloppy track locked at the rail. So to me it seems like this horse could end up going off a much better price than the morning line shows. And not only that has at least the has starts under his belt is coming into the race familiar with the track. There's less variables involved and and again, like Keystone velocity in this race, I would not want him first time out even if he was the favorite, which I doubt he would be
3: okay, ten minutes left two races to go
1: the third division that's three div. there's three races to go. the third division is race number six we got three to go there's five div oh, you're right, I thought there was five there's four
3: I'm to correct me.
1: Hey. Hey. Junk. Hey. Dr. J. Hanover somewhere in LA. Uh
3: we need to get me like a
1: junk uh,
3: on the soundboard
1: just for <laughs> Well <laughs> what we need from you is what you see in this race.
3: <laughs> what do I like in
1: the sixth? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> uh I
3: I love a horse in here. I, I feel like this is Dr. J Hanover for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, gets the rail. I like that race against Awesomeness on the 3rd of March. Uh, I like the qualifiers. I like how fast he is. I like the rail. Mm-hmm. I think the only horse that you know he really has to contend with early is the 3-someone in, uh, in L.A. who raced very well here last year in this series. And, and his speed always makes him dangerous. He's third back. I just, I feel like these two, who's going to be in front of each other early? I'm not sure, but they're going to give the other one the trip. And, you know, I feel like they have a giant advantage. Uh, awesomeness has been good, but I don't necessarily trust him on the half. I, I think he's very much more of a big track horse and has, has excelled in the past at Mohawk, Woodbine, Meadowlands. He's going to be over bet. Uh, you know, a horse that could be interesting maybe is the sixth hub the wind who had been racing at the top level of the Meadowlands and getting closer trips, you know, kind of picking up checks. I'm curious to see him on the half and how he is. So I would be the one. And then a little bit of three six underneath.
1: Well, here, here's the, here's what I have to say is that Dr. J Hanover is not going to go to the lead, and that's for his best interest. If this horse gets a pocket trip, then he he probably does win the race. And I'm, an, I'm maybe one
3: too. I can tell
1: you that. I can, I'm in agreement with you there. And Rod, I'm not sure if you see anything similar.
2: Yeah, I love Dr. J Hanover from the rail second start back. Uh, you know, typically horses coming into this race as five year olds are going to be much better than they would have been the year prior because it's that transition. I've, I've talked about that before the transition from a three-year-old to four year old year. It'd be the difficult. Entire sport on some horses. About this horse didn't really step his game up last year until late summer. And then he kind of turned a corner and went that 46 and four mile out of nowhere. Perfect trip. And he was good. Uh, every start after that, basically, um, but, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Dr. J. Hanover's going to be tough in here
1: and
2: uh, should get a, a, a trip either on the front or the two-hole.
1: This horse should not be on the front, and I don't think he will be on the front, at least. It, it, if if in any, handy, in any conceivable universe of handicapping, Dr. J. Hanover's not an on-the-front horse. He's not. He races. When
3: look back, October twenty eighth. What, what did do he do that night?
1: He was in against open horses. He came in twenty eight and one. My point is, is that that's not where his best race lies. His best race always comes from chasing horses. He's lazy on the front, and that would be against his best interest because there are horses that will be sitting behind him, like all bets off, like awesomeness, that would go right on by if he led the race. Well, it is down
2: in half, twenty eight and one last quarter on the half is pretty stout on
1: the front. These horses will be going 27 and change, though, in the Levy. They no, they won't. No. They they do.
2: They do. We'll
1: see. Um, Dr. J Hanover, though, he's he's a pretty obvious one. In terms of outsiders, um, Mike definitely did hit on a really interesting one with Hug the Wind. Uh, the one thing, too, that will probably help make him a good price is the fact that his last two races, they, they seem to sh- – it looks like he's turning a corner, but at the same time, uh, this horse has usually excelled much more on the half. At least in in it's oh god, it's been a long time since he raced in this series actually. But still, he's a he's a bit of a price. Uh, there's this race is pretty chalk centric though. Uh, I just know for me, somewhere in L.A. is going to be over bet. That leaves one more division. And that's the fourth division featuring Western Dynasty from the inside. Another Richard Banca horse. He was the leading trainer I here know. last year. Uh, Rock and Ron, who s- romped out of nowhere towards the end of the season last year after finally figuring out how to wire a field. And that's it. So, Rock and Ron, third start off the layoff. Yay or nay, boys?
3: Um, nay for sure. All I right. don't like that last race, especially a three-to-five dropping anchor.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, not my type at all. Even though those are those are nice horses in there, I just I, I always felt again like this horse was much better on the bigger track. And if you look back last year when he got back to the bigger track, that's whenever he excelled. Uh, you know, eight wins last year, but most of them were on the bigger tracks. I I don't want him. It's the problem is is the race is not really filled with. A lot of class horses. Uh, I'm curious that evening of pleasures in the race, being mm. eight years old. Th- this horse has wicked speed and does very well on half mile tracks. I believe this horse won uh, the big race at London a Molson couple years ago. Won it Master twice. Price. Won it twice. You know, two decent qualifiers. Th- this horse is getting a different trainer. I feel like if he can be close to the front and get the jump on some of these, that he has a massive chance to win. And he'll be completely ignored on the board. I don't see this works. Really? Anywhere less than 15 to 1. E-
1: even with the barn change to Gen Bongiorno?
3: Yeah, just because uh, some of the other, like, you know, Rock and Ron will take his money. I think the 1 will take some money. He could get ignored. I, I could be wrong about the price, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm wrong that he has a chance.
1: Uh, no, I I definitely agree with that, and um, Rod, I feel like you kind of would go somewhere similar.
2: Uh, you know, this is what one of the the races of the night that I think anybody can win because there's so many different variables in this race. You know, other than maybe the three, I don't think that horse can win. He lost denominators of ten thousand last time, but. You can make a case for the one, the two, the four, the five, the six. Uh, lots of different scenarios here. Not the seven. Uh, seven's okay. Just, you know, the post concerns me with the seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's I had don't the, really like uh, the one here, but that's another story. Yeah. He's had the inside, draws the outside in this race. Uh, it's going to be a tough task for him. But the one that's kind of interesting to me. Is the two simply cessational Just because this horse drew outside last time, broke off the gate, trying to leave the start prior to that, and got beat in nose the start prior, getting a two old trip. Uh, this one with the inside, I think, is going to get away close. Uh, the one should be pressing enough that this horse gets a two or three old trip, and if that does happen. I think this horse could upset this field, and, and this horse looks to be improving a little bit in a field that really hasn't shown me much. And Rock and Ron's going to get over bet like he does all the time. Uh, you know, he's a favorite every time he races, basically. Just one of those races, I, I think anything can happen here with horses that just aren't over the top. This is the, the weakest division of them.
1: If Even of Pleasure is 12 to 1, I could I could tell you that I would be going to bet that. However, I also don't know what the odds are going to be prior to the race. I can guess, but my guess isn't necessarily going to be correct, especially considering it's Yonkers and their the betting there usually is somewhat skewed. Uh the 2 is the other horse that I have marked as well, and basically it's going to come down to whichever one of those is the better price, because there's there's, lo- there's logic behind both of them uh, potentially performing very well here, um, but that said, if the six is anywhere even over double digits, I would probably be going to bet that, just because those two qualifiers are very good, and this horse also... Does really prefer racing on the half, or has at least raced well on the half in the past? And again, has class on the bigger track, but has performed and thrived on the smaller. That said, this has been another edition of North American Harness Update. I've been Ray Catolo, <laughs> there, Mike Prebozy, and Rod Alums Jr. Next week, they're on their own. I'll I'll be gone.
3: Uh, me and Rod next week.
1: I will be. Ah! I will we need to
3: get a guest, Rod.
1: I will be out of. T- um, I, I will be out of town. If you get the Aflac duck, that's fine. It's out of my control. <laughs> I hear. I hear Gilbert's available. Um, amid all of his other gigs, if you can find him in his apartment, because he's got a lot of knickknacks hanging around. That said. Uh, This has been another edition of the show. I will be out of town. Go to Nahupix.com to find racing analysis every race day from the Meadowlands, Woodbine, and Western Fair. In the meantime, everybody's coming to my house. Everybody's coming to my house, and I'll never feel alone, and I'll never want to go back home.